The KXAN News Podcast is sponsored by Shelf Genie. More tech layoffs today, this time hitting a little closer to home. Plus, we go to New York City Live to find out the next steps when it comes to the possible indictment of former President Donald Trump. And temperatures got another big boost today as gusty south winds continue. The latest storm chance later this week in your first warning forecast. Job search giant Indeed announced today it would be laying off over 2,000 people. Thanks so much for joining us. I'm Jennifer Sanders. And I'm Daniel Marine. The company has one of its headquarters in Austin. Mercedes Hernandez tells us about the job cuts and what it means for tech workers in our region. Good evening. Now, Indeed says that these cuts will hit nearly every team, level, region, and function here at the company. Now, the expert I spoke with says that this cut is, of course, a tough blow to workers who won't walk through these doors again, but the local industry and these employees should be okay in the end. In a memo from Indeed CEO to workers, he blamed the layoffs on the fact that there are fewer job openings after a post-COVID boom of employment. The economist I spoke with said that's a trend that's happening all over the tech world, while Austin isn't unsinkable, he's not surprised many eyes are on its industry right now. Austin can weather storms better because we have a diversified tech industry. And there's also you know, the ever presence of we've got state government types of occupations. We've got UT, we've got other universities in the region constantly uh, bringing together people with different ideas, opportunities for collaboration and innovation. Wednesday's layoffs have affected about 15% of Indeed's workforce. The company is informing workers by sending them a calendar invite for a one-on-one -on -one meeting. Workers will be paid through the end of the month, but today will be their final day of active employment. Indeed did say it will still let people access Slack through Sunday so they can say goodbye to their former colleagues and friends. In downtown, I'm Mercedes Hernandez, KXAN News. And our thanks to Mercedes for that. We have some breaking news right now from the Austin Fire Department. Investigators tell KXAN they made an arrest in yesterday's early morning fire on Congress Avenue near 9th Street. Flames broke out at a uh, vacant building. AFD says 32-year-old John Banks faces a felony arson charge. He could face up to 10 years if convicted. Investigators estimate the damage to the building is close to $1 million. Momentum is building to bring illegal sports betting and luxury casinos to Texas. And today the Texas House heard arguments for and against it. And as our Ryan Chandler reports, there's a lot of money to be made, but there are just as many concerns about the problems it could create. Lawmakers have long thought about bringing scenes like this to Texas, but now the cards are on the table. The hundreds of thousands of Texans right now who are placing sports bets illegally, criminally right now should be allowed to come out of the shadows. Wednesday at the Capitol, a packed house, including representatives of the Astros, Cowboys, Spurs, and sports books, all hoping to cash in. The proposal would allow online sports websites to operate in Texas. So people go across the border, spend over $5 billion across the border, and none of that tax revenue is being captured here in the state of Texas. Some witnesses estimated the industry could bring in more than $2 billion a year. Legalize it, tax it, regulate for the benefit of Texas. Another bill would take gambling from your cell phone to slot machines. Think a piece of the Vegas Strip in Dallas, Texas. That, of course, would bring its own share of tourism and tax dollars. But for some, this debate is not about money at all, but public safety. Uh, the social costs, which are significant, will far outweigh any tax revenue. Texans Against Gambling worries legalization is an invitation for more Texans to fall into addiction. Uh, increase in crime, 
increasing homelessness, uh, increase in domestic violence, uh, suicides. It absolutely is an expansion of Grambling. Otherwise, they wouldn't have spent all this money and hired all these lobbyists. Ultimately, though, it could be up to you. If the plans pass the legislature, they'll be on your ballot this November because they would change the Texas Constitution. Ryan Chandler, KXAN News. And the Texas Politics Project polled Texans about this issue just last month. It found just 39% of Texans think gambling laws should be made less strict, including 42% of Democrats and 38% of Republicans. One in four Texans think the laws should be left as they are now. Well, a shooting this morning at a Denver school sent two adults to the hospital. Investigators say a student shot two deans at East High School. Police say the student had been under a safety plan requiring him to be patted down each day before entering the school. Uh, during the search, he got hold of a weapon and shot the two faculty members and then ran off. He has not been arrested and police are actively searching for him. They say he should be considered armed and dangerous. First warning weather with Chief Meteorologist David Yeomans. Well, it's a warmer and muggier day out there as southerly winds are pouring into the area, gusting to 20, even 30 miles per hour in Burnett. We are also seeing some very slow clearing of the clouds from west to east. Sunshine in the hill country, the rest of us still under a mostly cloudy sky. You can see some of the gray here on the Georgetown Ewald Kubota camera. It is warm, though, even with limited sun, 78 degrees. Comparing this to yesterday, Georgetown, Austin, 10 or more degrees warmer than we were 24 hours ago. Coming up in your forecast, we will track the approaching storm as we time out the severe weather threat just two days from now. We're also tracking a big drop in humidity for part of the coming weekend. All right, David, thanks so much. Criminal charges against a former Longhorn football player have officially been dropped. Ishmael Ibrahim was suspended from the team after being charged with three misdemeanors last September. Now, according to court documents, his charges were dismissed after he completed state counseling courses. In a statement to KXAN, his attorney says that he asserts his innocence and completed the counseling to expedite a university transfer. Ibrahim was previously suspended from team activities in December. 2021 when he was accused of violating Oklahoma's revenge porn law. Well, it looks like it will be another day before we find out if a Manhattan grand jury decides to indict former President Donald Trump. Jay Gray has more from New York City explaining today's developments. And the waiting continues in lower Manhattan. The grand jury scheduled to meet today instead told to stand down and stand by for a possible session on Thursday. Prosecutors want to make sure that they have as compelling a case as possible, and that's probably what they're working on right now. For them, it doesn't make a big difference whether the grand jury votes today, tomorrow, or next week. Former President Donald Trump lashing out at New York District Attorney Alvin Bragg on social media, calling him a rogue prosecutor who's having a hard time making a case. The New York Times reporting Trump continues to talk to friends and advisors about his possible arrest, even welcoming the idea of a perp walk, and has mused openly about whether he should smile for the assembled media. A perp walk is uh, not going to happen unless the uh, president basically creates his own. Uh, you will not see him in handcuffs unless he brings his own. That's the reality. Reality has often been tough to figure out in this case, though a fisherman watching supporters outside the former president's Mar-a-Lago estate sums it up like this. Now, I ain't got nothing against Donald Trump. You know what I mean? But I think if he stopped doing half of the stuff he's doing, he wouldn't get himself in so much trouble. Of course, right now, 
there's no clear indication what, if any, trouble the former president may be in. Jay Gray, NBC News, New York. It might be a bit harder to find the shoe that fits. Foot Locker has announced the closure of 400 of its mainly mall-based stores alongside 125 of its Champ Sports locations. Now, the move is part of what Foot Locker is calling its lace-up plan. It's meant to reset the business. There are three Foot Locker locations in Austin. Stuck in the past, how the Texas foster system is trapped by outdated technology. And investors beware the move from the Federal Reserve today to try and slow inflation. While Central Texas may be a hub for tech innovation, some state agencies are getting left behind. The Texas Tribune reports that the main foster care software the state uses is from 30 years ago. It's so old that caseworkers can't store or upload things like birth certificates and school records. Others can't even access it. Maintenance and upkeep of the system is expected to cost the Texas Department of Family and Protective Services $3 million this budget cycle. A part of the problem with replacing the program is that the department has faced a lot of leadership changes over the last six months. And looking a little deeper on this, the department had almost 40,000 children in its custody last year, about 1,000 of them from Travis County. The department also says the average CPS staff turnover rate for the entire state was about 31% last year. And Travis County's turnover rate was a little bit more at 34%. A whiskey brand and a dog toy manufacturer are facing each other in high court. Today, the Supreme Court saw whiskey giant Jack Daniels claiming that VIP products, Bad Spaniel's dog toy, hurts their brand and infringes on their trademark. So lawyers for VIP argue that the toy is a joke and that the distiller, quote, lacks a sense of humor. It doesn't matter whether you use it with your dog or you put it on a shelf, as I plan to do, and laugh at it from time to time. It is still an expression. And the toy company told the court that consumers can easily distinguish between the two. A ruling is expected by June. Well, today, the warmest day in nearly a week. High temperatures back above normal, 78 degrees in town, 77 out at the airport. We'll talk about even hotter temperatures to come, but also the severe storm threat after this. This KXAN News Podcast is brought to you by Shelf Genie. I'm Rosie Newberry from KXAN Studio 512. Considering replacing your kitchen cabinets? Struggling to find or reach things? Go to ShelfGenie.com slash Austin. Shelf Genie designs custom pull-out shelves for your existing cabinets, adding convenience and value to the most used room in your home. Shelf Genie custom pull-out shelves, everything in reach. Getting a loan keeps getting more expensive. The Federal Reserve decided once again today to raise interest rates. Now the goal is to drive down inflation, but as NBC's Alice Barr tells us, this move has some investors worried. Facing dual challenges today, the Federal Reserve prioritizing inflation over turmoil in the banking industry. My colleagues and I understand the hardship that high inflation is causing, and we remain strongly committed to bringing inflation back down. Fed Chairman Jerome Powell announcing a quarter-point interest rate hike, continuing a year-long campaign of increases <laughs> aimed at reining in sky-high prices as Americans continue to struggle. I've got an eight-year-old at home who, you know, has to eat some fruits and vegetables sometimes, and the price of fruit is just insane. But even this smaller rate hike risks further instability in the banking sector that's seen two recent collapses and industry takeovers of other troubled lenders. When interest rates go up, 
asset values go down, and so some of the assets of these banks went down. The central bank also indicating rate hikes may be nearing an end, though that depends on how the economy reacts, as the Fed keeps trying to bring inflation down to its 2% target. The most recent data showed prices 6% higher in February than the same time last year, down from a 9% peak last summer. Republicans blaming Democrats for the cascading problems. While the Biden administration pushes for stronger banking regulations that were loosened under the past administration and promises steps to safeguard Americans' bank deposits. In Washington, Alice Barr, NBC News. Two University of Texas at Austin researchers are receiving their field's equivalent of a Nobel Prize. Professor Emeritus Robert Metcalf will be awarded with the AM Turing Award for his help in inventing the Ethernet. The award comes with a $1 million prize from Google. The other recipient, Professor Luis Caffarelli, is being given the Abel Award, which is the mathematics equivalent of the Nobel Prize. This is really an exceptional moment. And he is the first Latin American mathematician to receive the award. First warning weather with Chief Meteorologist David Yeomans. Well, 17 minutes after 5, and while many of us are stuck under mainly gray skies again, go a little west and the sun is out. More successful clearing here over Lake Travis. Looking beautiful, shimmering in the sunshine. 78 degrees on our live Oasis restaurant weather cam. That's always live for you on KXAN.com. It's much warmer out farther west where we've had sunshine for more of the day. 87 in Mason, 84 degrees in San Saba. We're in the 70s where we have been much of the day from Austin into Bastrop, Giddings, and LaGrange, where it's 79 this evening. The pollen count, still only three things on it. We've actually seen a reduction even just in the past four or five hours. Mold, though, may still be causing you problems. It's trending lower as we dry out from that drizzly day yesterday. Still up in the medium concentration, though. Clouds slowly breaking up locally as we monitor a big storm coming from the west. This is two-piece storm, one of them still spinning over San Francisco. A potential tornado reported in Southern California. Another piece of it bringing lots of mountain snow to Utah, Colorado, and southwestern Wyoming. Both of these are going to influence our weather with the threat of severe storms less than two days away. Early Friday morning, before sunrise as it looks right now, a marginal one out of five threat in this dark green color in the hill country, maybe an isolated wind or hail damage report. During the daytime Friday, that threat shifts eastward, never technically including Austin southward, but we too will be on the lookout for a couple of strong storms just in case. The rain and storms don't really get here until early Friday, so the main focus for tonight and tomorrow is the warm, windy weather. Wind gusts already 20 to 30 miles an hour. It will stay breezy overnight into the morning. But tomorrow afternoon, if you're heading out to Lake Austin for the golf tournament, look at this. We could have some 30-plus mile-per-hour wind gusts fueling an even bigger warm-up in temperatures. Also fueling lots more humidity, as you've seen over the past couple days. That leads to morning clouds, a few pockets of mist and drizzle. Here we are at 7 a.m. tomorrow with a little bit of damp weather possible, but then just like today, the clouds slowly break up for some of us, some peaks of afternoon sun on a mainly dry afternoon. 
After that, here's some brand new timing data of what the radar could look like from that threat of severe storms early Friday. This will be an overnight event late tomorrow night in the Hill Country, 4 a.m. or so. A couple of these could be strong to severe, moving into Mason and San Saba. After that time, we're expecting the storms to kind of fizzle out a little bit as they approach or cross 281. Nevertheless, could see some bad weather up in Lampasas County before sunrise. But look at this. The rest of our area, as the boundary drags through, maybe just a few showers, maybe an isolated rumble of thunder. These will linger from Austin eastward through midday. Then beautiful sunshine comes back out Friday through much of the weekend. Rainfall, if that situation plays out where the strong storms stay in the northern hill country, we could get up to an inch in the Lake Buchanan watershed. Hopefully a little some of that trickling into our water reservoirs. The rest of us, though, maybe not expecting much, less than a quarter of an inch as it looks right now. The muggy meter, this is my favorite part. Yes, it's muggy for another day and a half, but Friday and Saturday, the humidity bottoms out, and it really, really feels quite nice outside again. Tonight's forecast, the muggy meter is high, 69 with a 10% chance of drizzle. Gusty winds, mostly cloudy tomorrow with a high temperature up to 83. The chance of storms pretty high briefly on Friday morning at 70%. Saturday looks gorgeous with breezy sun and low humidity. Slight chance of a shower returns Sunday into next week as we monitor another cold front heading our way. State lawmakers are looking to the future. Up next, what they want to do about AI. Right now, some terrifying video out of Seattle, Washington last night. A boat storage facility caught fire with the fire reaching 70 feet high at its peak. Dozens of firefighters worked to put out the flames along with crews from the Coast Guard. About 30 boats burned. Now, crews found one person in a boat docked near the fire. They took that person away in handcuffs, but they later went to the hospital. The Department of Ecology workers are now assessing the water to see if any oil or gas spilled. Today, state lawmakers talked about keeping an eye on AI. Lawmakers discussed crea creating a seven-person artificial intelligence advisory council. Now, that group would study how AI systems could benefit the state government or put it at risk. And it comes as the tech is becoming more and more integrated in business, education, medicine, even travel. And it's sparking ethical and regulatory concerns. It's moved so much faster than our, gov our government has been able to understand or appreciate. It's important to note the CEOs of the major AI labs, Elon Musk, Sam Altman, they've all said we do need to regulate AI. And NBC News is going in depth on the AI revolution. You can watch the start of that series coming up on Nightly News right after this newscast. Well, they broke out of jail and then they got breakfast. <laughs> Investigators say two men escaped a Virginia jail on Monday only to be found by police a short time later eating at a nearby IHOP. The two were rearrested and put back behind bars. The men were initially jailed on a number of charges, including credit card fraud and contempt of court. They're also now facing more charges, obviously, from this breakout. Well, coming up tonight, it's a new Chicago Med at 7, followed by Chicago Fire at 8, and an all-new Chicago 9 at 9. And then at 10 o'clock, we are back with KXAN News at 10. And, of course, you can join us an hour earlier for KXAN News at 9 o'clock on the CW Austin. Here's where to find us. Thanks for listening to KXAN News Nightly. You can also listen to KXAN News Today every morning for more in-depth coverage of what matters most to you.